0: Brand Sounds. Hi, my name's John Groves, and this is Brand Sounds, the platform for sound communications. Think global, act local. Global mind, local face. And can we apply this to music? Can we? Well, can we? Do we have to be locally embedded? Or can we use the same music in advertising and communication for the whole planet? Well, if I base my judgement on the music that I produce for Mentos, I'd answer, Yes. The same song was used for all spots in 38 countries for 10 years. The music's main function was to create recognition and differentiation. This it achieved very well. It was a simple and catchy song, and it was used consistently. But is this right for all types of music? Is this call cool for all types of products and applications? At the time of writing, I could imagine that Arab music might not exactly be the best thing to gain sympathy in a mainstream TV spot in the USA. It might not be quite so obvious. But how about, for instance, music used to enhance different attributes on some spot or project? Will someone in Alaska have the same association as someone in Watford? Will the association of Gaelic or Celtic music which is largely used to portray nature or purity in green fields, conjure up the same images to someone in Florence? Meanwhile, I can answer, no. I have a few examples of situation that have led me to this opinion. Well, let's think of Greece. One of my frequent delusions of grandeur was the dream of composing the theme music for the 2004 Olympics that took place in Athens. Well, I managed to get to produce a CD called Vicky Leandros sings Mickey's Theodorakis, which was recorded partly in the concert hall in Athens. Mr. Theodorakis himself was present at the recordings and I was honored that he autographed the lyrics I wrote as a tribute to him called The Man Who Gave Us Zorbas. Now this song was, as the name suggested, based on the world-famous Zorbas dance. But back to the Olympics, my premise was that Zorbas dance, da dang the world would think Greece. The whole project was based on this idea. I've used the example in my lectures for years. In Germany, it works wonderfully. But last year, I learned that this effect was not universal. I was giving a lecture at a school in Somerset, England, where my son was going. Now I address all the students full of confidence. What country do you think when you hear this? And I press the button on my computer and the two notes from Zorba's bazooki rang out. Da-dang! And I was there smiling like Fuzzy Bear, mouth open, ears waggling in anticipation. Silence. Mexico ventured a shy voice from the second row. I played it again. Uh, Spain. They didn't know it. This is a typical example of a geographical musical association that had been one of my party pieces for years, and now it didn't work. When you come to think of it, where would they get to hear such music in this strictly formatted radio and TV landscape in which they've grown up? How should they know about national music and instruments? And what the hell is a bazooki? Yet another example of falling borders making us poorer. Another example of the importance of preserving cultural diversity. But for me and anyone spending zillions of dollars communicating globally, this is a valuable learning. Must we rethink our clichés? Could this mean that the bagpipes no longer communicate cheap? Or that the mandolin will not universally conjure up images of Venice? And will the jangle of sleigh bells always represent Christmas? But here's the bottom line. Music may, as a rule, be the global language, but watch out, there may just be exceptions. Okay, thanks for watching. Grand Music. Reds